morning. Barishat Tawimeri, we're holding in the middle of the sugya of breaking in Hadel, and actually uh, in Hadel and the Kriyat Megillah. Yesterday we were still in the middle of Tosus. We went, we went, we stopped the Tosus to our master Yomim, and we were discussing the machlokes between the Rabbeinu Tam and the Rambam and others as to whether a person makes uh, bracha on Hadel. Or Since Hadal on Rishkadesh is any a minhag, does one make a bracha on a minhag or not? And we basically said that according, in short, just to recap, the Rambam, the Rambam holds that on all minhag, one does not make a, uh, one does not make a bracha. We can't, we don't say Vetsivonu on a, on a minhag. I Yom Tavsheni, we said the Yom Tavsheni we explained in brief yesterday that according to the Rambam, of course it's Shaykh Lesotah. The iter not to listen to what Chazal say applies even to a minhag. Therefore, to say that Sivonu is not, that's not the problem. You can say that Sivonu on a minhag. But since a minhag is not a mitzvah, there's no existing mitzvah, you can't, we don't make a bracha just on those dots. Whereas, a, when it comes to the, the when it comes to a halal, um, when, it, when it comes to Yom Tushani, Yom Tushani is an existing mitzvah. All that the minag is just to take that existing mitzvah, which wouldn't otherwise have applied, and to say that nowadays we still have to keep Yom Tushani, and therefore, since there is no slaughter there, because we have to listen to what Chazal tell us, and they've taken an existing mitzvah, therefore we can make a bracha on it. But says the Raman, when it comes to any other minhag, we do not make a bracha, and therefore on Hanal, we do not make a bracha on Rosh Chodesh. Whereas Tosus, the Rabbi Nitan says, no, on the contrary, just like, um, just like Yom Tov Shani, just like you find with Yom Tov Shani, since the, 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 uh, the idea of Yom Tov Shani is already an existing mitzvah, Peshat is already a Kedusha there, therefore we can make a bracha on it. So too with Hanal, as explained by the Tami de Rabbi since Hala is taking Sukkim, that David HaMelech said, is taking Shvachoi Zohat HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in and of itself, even without Chazal coming along and taking, telling us there's a mitzvah, in and of itself, any time to say it, is a Zohat Shavik therefore we can make a bracha even on Hala. The only thing we agree with, says Tosus, when it comes to banging the Arobas, that's only a minag, as we said, instead there's no mitzvah in and on itself in that action, just banging a, a branch on the floor. There's no, there's no mitzvah, there's no kedusha in that, other than chazal coming along, on that you don't make a bracha, since it's only a minhag and not a chiyah. So the bottom line is, Lefi the Ramah, we do, we do not make a bracha on any minhag, including Rosh Chodesh, except for Yom Tavsheni. Lefi Tosis, on the contrary, we will make a bracha on any minhag, unless unless it's just a dry action, like banging uh, an arova on the floor. And therefore we do make a bracha on, on a halal of Rosh Chodesh, Lepi Tosis. That's what we ended up with ye- uh, yesterday. Um, what I'm really going to do is just basically pray to the, the rest of Tosis, uh, in order to allow us to move on a little bit. Tosis goes on with one or two more, more riots, one or two more proofs to back up his position, that we do make a bracha on halal of Rosh Chodesh. One point he does add in is, is that he says that even though you'd expect that it should have been recognisable to Rav, that's one of the rights he brought yesterday, whether they, whether they were saying full halal or half halal from the bracha, because surely if they were saying full halal, they would have said 
Ashekh and Rishonim and Mitzvah Yisod and Sivonu Ligmar Hanalel and if they were saying half Hanalel they would have said Likrei so it says that's not true because even on half Hanalel you could say Ligmar the word Ligmar just means to read therefore you can't prove anything from the Bracha which is quite an important point to all see soon um, and then Tosu says that even a Yochid, even a single person reading Hallel, can also make a bracha. That's not a problem. We'll see that other Arshetis would disagree with that. And then basically the last part of Tosu goes into Hallel of, of Seder night, where Tosu discusses whether we make, uh, he says that Tosu wants to say originally that we make two brachas on Hallel, one on the first part of Hallel, and then on the last part we make a different bracha. One of them is Likros, can we say Likmar? But the Maestro says Tosu for us, since nowadays we eat in between the two parts of Hallel. We say the first part of Hallel at the end of market. Then we have Shulchan Aresh, we, we uh, eat in the middle, and then we complete Hallel, so it's so that you can't make any brachas whatsoever, and that's why nowadays we do not make any brachas on Hallel, unless people leave it, um, it, 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 it he talks about people, um, the, the, the men have to, to, to read Hallel in, in, uh, in Shul. But, um, but otherwise, in Aristotle, yes. But, uh, but uh, even here, some people do it, but if you're going to read Hala at, uh, uh, at home, then definitely at that point, so we don't make any brachas at all. So let's just sum up, let's just go through the sheet, uh, see that we've covered, uh, or covered the points we haven't covered already, and then uh, we'll move on. Um, we said, does one make a bracha on Halal or Bereshkades? So, I'm just going to really just recap very, very briefly, the Rambam, there's basically four shetas here. The Rambam, as we said, holds that no one makes a bracha on Hallel. And even with regard to Hallel over Ishkadesh, it's about Hallel over Ishkadesh, obviously, here. Um, even with regard to some reading it, says the Rambam, a yachid, an individual, does not, does not have to read Hallel. Does not have to read it. If he did start reading it, then he should finish it. But uh, uh, the whole Minag is really only for a civil. But no one makes a bracha. You then get Rashi quoted the, the Matzavitri. Rashi the Matzavitri says that also that no one makes a bracha on Hallel, but seemingly he holds even a Yochid, even an individual, recites half Hallel. <coughs> then you get the Rif. The Rif sort of moves up one stage. He says that both a Yochid and a Sibur read Hallel, but only a Sibur makes a bracha. He says that a Sibur does make a bracha. And then finally you get the Rabbeinu Tam and the Rosh, who say that Feyna Yachid, Feyna Sibur, whether it's an individual or it's a congregation, we make a bracha on the Hala. In the final analysis, the Machabada, the Beit Yosef, says in Eretz Yisrael and the surrounding provinces, he says that the Minag was to follow the, the opinion of the Rabbeinu Tam and the Rosh, and therefore says the, says the um, sorry, it's not to follow the Rabbeinu Tam and the Rosh, it's Dafka not to make a bracha, they would not make a bracha at all, more like, I suppose, the, the Rambam, they would, or, or the, perhaps more like Rashi, because it seems a Yochid would read it, but the Kitty says they would not make a bracha, even in a Tzibur, they would not make a bracha, and that, till this, uh, unto, unto this day, is, I believe, the Minag of the Svaradim. Svaradim do not make a bracha on Hanel of Rishkodesh. However, the Ashkenazim, the Ramah, we follow the Ramah, who says that, no, on the contrary, we, we follow the Rabbi Nisan and the Rosh, that whether a Yochid, whether a Rabbim, we make a bracha on the half Hallel of Rishchidesh. Still, says the Ramah, in order to cover ourselves to the opinion of the Rif, in order to cover ourselves to the opinion of the Rif, it's not necessarily, um, ideally you should try and read Hallel together with a Sibur, together with a congregation, because as we said, according to the Rif, you only make a bracha in a, 
you only make a bracha in the case of a tzibur, not in the case of a um, not in the case of a of a uh, yosef. Um, he says, however, though, if you don't, and by the way, when we talk about a, a, a rabbin, he says, if you can't get a minion, then at least get two other people to read Talmud with you, because when you say Hodu, you say to them, Hodu, I'll send, there should be two people to respond. The Meister, anyway, you should always have that, uh, the Mr. Burroughs speaks about. But the kid said, if you can't get people, if you can't get people together, says the Ramah, it doesn't matter, says Mr. Burroughs, it doesn't matter, you don't have to worry about it. We pass in that we can make a bracha even if a person is reading halal on his own. Now, based on this, the post can say that if you, ri- you arrive in shul, here's an interesting halacha. You arrive in shul, you're a little late, and you get there, and the tibur are ready to read, they're about to read halal. The post can say that you should say halal first with the tibur and then daven afterwards. Because, as we said, ideally you always want to get halal with the tibur. <coughs> The truth is that even on a day when you say full halal, always you should try to say halal with the tibur, and therefore, if it means summoning afterwards, you should do that. The he goes with an even bigger finish. So the Mishnah Burr, what happens if I'm holding in the middle of Sukkot de Zimra when they get up to halal? I'm in the middle of Sukkot de Zimra. Says the Mishnah Burr, you should stop in the middle of Sukkot de Zimra and say halal together with the tibur. You shouldn't make any bracha. You can't make any bracha because you've already got Baruch Sha'omar and you've got Yishtabah, which is the bracha before and afterwards. So you don't make any additional bracha on the halal of Rosh Chodesh. There's only on Rosh Chodesh you interrupt. He says you should interrupt in order to say to say halal with the zip. And then you continue on with, with the, with the, with the, uh, the rest of the Sukkot Zimra. So this is no problem. Like on Shabbos we add in extra Mizmorim. It's there, and anyway, you can add it. Um, on a day when it's full halal, though, you don't do that, unless you're, you're between Yishtabach and Yotzeh. Here's a, another Kiddush. If you're between Yishtabach and Yotzeh Ur, and you know you're not going to be able to find another congregation, another Tibur with which to say halal, then you should stop in between Yishtabach and Yotzeh and say halal together with the Tibur with the brothel on a day when you say full halal. Even with a brothel, no problem. If you're not going to find a tibur afterwards. This is the importance to say it with a tibur. As we said, on a day when it's half halal, it's even more important to say it with a tibur in order to try and cover the extra opinion which says we don't make a brothel on a, on a half halal. Um, what about women? Do women make a brothel on halal? So, the bottom line is that for us, for any Ashkenazim, women can make a bracha as with any mitzvah which is optional for them. They're not obligated in halal, because it's a time down mitzvah, um, but if, except obviously stay the night. But otherwise, they're not obligated, but if they want to stay halal, no problem. If they want to make a bracha, no problem either. Based on that, I'm not, not going to go into it, it's not really our city, it's on the sheets, you can read it for yourself, about being mozi. So Mr. Burr speaks about the halakhs of a woman being mozi a man, the bottom line is that uh, a woman, definitely on a day when it's full halal, she can't be mostly a man. Because a man is obligated in halal, she's not obligated. She can't be mostly a man. But on a day on Rishkodesh, since it's a midnight for everyone, he says, strictly speaking, he wants to say that a woman could be mostly a man. The mice say it's not, it's, um, well, he's not about generally, 
the, the Gemara speaks about a woman saying hello for a man, or at least him following after. It's not a particularly, particularly good thing. But uh, he speaks about that. He talks about generally somebody being wrote to somebody else. It's not a particularly usual case. It's on the sheet. You can read it for yourself if, you're, if you want to know. But generally speaking, we all, for Hashem, we say hello for ourselves. So uh, it's on the sheet. Take a look at it. But that, as I said, the main point here is a woman can say halal and she can make a bracha for Ashkenazim. She can make a bracha. What bracha do we make on halal? That's what I just mentioned before. There's these two brachas, Ligmar and Nikrois. Lemaitha, the Minag is, as with the Marami Rothenberg, the Marami Rothenberg says we should always say Ligmar, you never say Ligmar, because if you say Ligmar and you miss out one word by mistake, he says there'll be a bracha of our Truth is, even if you miss out a word anyway, you very possibly have not been given to your fear of al anyway, but he says if you say Ligmar, apparently it makes it even worse. So the bottom line is, always say Ligmar, always say Ligmar, um, as I said, if you didn't miss out one word, you have to go back and start from there and continue from there. Uh, be very careful, as Mr. Brewer says, to read Halal very, very carefully, not to miss a word, not to mispronounce a word. Um, but as I said, say Likrit. If you did say Ligmar, even on Rosh Chodesh, it's not a problem, because as the Rosh says, the word Ligmar just means to read. It doesn't mean to complete Halal, to say for Halal. Again, I believe, I believe Sfadim may have a different minhag with regard to that, with Ligmar and Likrit. But for Ashkenazim, we say Likrit, um, but if you did say Ligmar, it doesn't matter. We spoke about uh, Bein Aparokim, where the Bein Aparokim are in Hanel, we already covered that. Can one make an interruption in the, in the recitation of Hanel? The different, uh, we, we already spoke about that yesterday. Again, it's on the sheets if you want to recap. And finally, one last thing, which we haven't actually spoken about is, the Gemara, because this was sort of sidelined, was can one speak during Kriya Sanagela? And the, the, um, the answer is like this. When it comes to Kriya Sanagela, between the bracha at the beginning of Kriya Sanagela and the start, the starting of Kriya Sanagela, one's not allowed to speak. If one did, you'd have to say the bracha again. That's with any mitzvah. That's whether it's the person reading, whether it's the one listening, you can't speak between the beginning, between the bracha and the beginning of the, the Megela. When it comes to in the middle of the, the reading, obviously, ideally, you should not be speaking, even if the return, you shouldn't be interrupted. If one did, if as a result of that, because you were speaking, you missed the words in the Megillah, unless you call it up, you haven't been yet, so you have to start again. But if, um, or at least go back to that word, you haven't been yet, sir. But if you didn't miss any words as a result of it, strictly speaking, no matter how long the break was, you do not, you can continue from where you're up to. It does not affect the mitzvah of Kriyat and Megillah, it's not a problem. As you said, the don't do that. There are situations where even the Chatzchila, you can theoretically you'd be able to interrupt, and that's Bein HaProkim. What is Bein HaProkim in the Megillah is not so clear. The Shilpikibarim is unsure. There are those who want to say it's the end of a parasha, even though it's all stummers. It's parasha, it's stummers, stummers in the Megillah. Wherever there's a slight gap, basically, in the Megillah, in the, on the class, um, the Samoth printed in the, in the, sort of the Chumash, whatever you're reading from, that would be called Bein HaProkim. Rav Shlomo Kluger wants to say that's where we say Ishu Hudi, and where we say Balayla Hahu, those are the Bein HaProkim. There's slight discussion, as you said, the Mighty, you're not going to start saying good, uh, you know, uh, wishing people good for him in the middle of the Megillah. So, the Chassidah, don't make any breaks, is the, really the bottom line. Theoretically, Bein HaProkim could be a case in hand where one could. Um, when it comes to the Bracha at the end, once you've finished the reading on the Megillah, and now you're about to make the bracha again, don't make a uh, break, you shouldn't speak. If you did, again, according to some, it's definitely not a problem, you can still make the bracha afterwards, according to the, um, 
according to the Baal Isaac, because the Brocha is not really a Brocha on the Megiddo, it's a Bekat Hashvach, says Mr. Bri, or the Shahatiyah, he says, according to the Torah, it's not so clear. So the bottom line is, Lechatzela do not speak at all from beginning to end of the Megiddo. If it's between the first Brocha and the reading, you've got to make the Brocha again. If it's in the middle of the reading, it's not really a problem unless you actually missed any words as a result of it. And between the end of the reading and the last Brocha, it's not absolutely 100% clear whether you'd still be able to make the bracha afterwards. That takes us to the end of the set. We just sort of uh, briefly did a little bit of it. So that takes us to the end of the sugya of Halal and Kriyat Samagilah. Back into the Gemara now. There would actually be a seat there as well. Okay, says the Gemara, we are... We are up to uh, the first wide line. Boimine Ashion, the two dots, the first wide line on your Dalad Domadala. Boimine Ashion, Tana de Rabbi Ami, Mirebi Ami. Ashion, who was a Tana in the base of Medesh of Rabbi Ami, he asked Rabbi Ami, Hashori Betanis, Mahush Yitro. If somebody is, he's fasting, what's the dip? We're talking about a Tanis Yachid here, seemingly. Somebody who is fasting his own fast. Can he taste a food? Rashi says, what does that mean? What's Maushe Yitzhak? The, the last white line in Rashi there, on the right hand side, Maushe Yitzhak, Can a person taste the food, Lodas, to know, where they need a little more salt, or a little more spices? Can he taste the food? Is that cool? Is that a problem on a tongue? What's the, what's the Shaila? Says the Gemara. Do you say, well, he accepted upon himself not to eat and drink, and you don't have that here. He's not eating, he's not drinking, he's just tasting it. He was covered upon himself not to have anor, not to have benefits. And there is. He is benefiting. So what do you say? Is the clear? You've got here somebody who's fasting. What was he recovered upon himself? When he said, I'm, I'm going to fast today, what did he mean, I'm going to fast? Did he mean, I'm not going to have any benefit, in which case he can't even taste the food? Or did he mean to say, I'm not going to eat and drink? Well, this is not eating. He's not swallowing anything. He's just tasting. This is what he asked Rabbi Ami. So Rabbi Ami answered him, Omar, he said to him, You can taste it, and there's no problem whatsoever. You have to understand what does it mean by imbekaf kaluk. Why can't you just say tayin? What's the imbekaf kaluk? We'll see in a second. Let's just get to the two dots and then we'll have a look. Tani Amiyot, he says we've learned this in a brighter. Mat emes inos unabracha. If a person's just tasting food, he doesn't need to make a bracha. Vashori betanis. If a person is in the middle of a fast, Turn the Imbakaf he can taste the food and there's no problem. Ask Kano, how much food can he taste? Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Asi, Tuami, Achir, Rabbi They said you could taste until a Rabbiyas. Rabbiyas meaning Lahalopa, a Rabbiyas of a look, which is the equivalent to one and a half eggs. It's a, we're talking about liquid here. A as we know from uh, Kedosh 86 CC. That's how much you can taste. More than that, you're not allowed to taste. Okay. So, what have we been told in this Gemara? They asked him, a person, well first, 
before we come to dealing with the bracha, where the person makes a bracha on tasting, let's just talk about a tarnas. So, can a person taste food on a tarnas? So, we're talking about a tarnas. The opposite first, the shayla was, what did he accept upon himself? Did he accept not to eat and drink? Well, he's not eating or drinking. Or do you say, no, he accepted not to have anor, and he is getting anor. That was the shayla. And Rabbi Ami said, oh, turn him in with kashkalu. No problem. Take a look at tasting. There's two very small tasters here. I still have no comment on it. Towards the bottom of the page, in the shyness stage, was it was he makabel anot on himself? So Tosis picks up on this expression. He was makabel upon himself. When we uh, on I don't know what's the next fast. Tanis Esther. No, in fact, what's the point? I thought of the Tosis even. Are you makabel upon yourself? A fast? What do you mean he was makabel upon himself? Oh. So we're talking about a Tarnis Yochid. We're talking about a Tarnis Yochid, an individual fast, where a person does accept upon himself, immensely accepts upon himself. So says Tosus, High Lishnah Mashma, this Loshan is Mashma, the mighty Tarnis Yochid. We're talking about a Tarnis Yochid, Shekibarolov, he was recovered upon himself. Avod the Tarnis HaKosov Loi. But when it comes to a Tarnis written in the Pesukim, i.e. the four ma- major Tarnasim, I mean the four Tarnasim, Asar of the Tevis, Tarnas Esther, Shemot of the Tarnas, and Tishabov, and obviously Yom Kippur, but the four Tarnasim we're not talking about. Now, I want to ask you, how do you understand that thesis? Does that mean to say that four Tarnasim are more natal, they're more lenient, and you can definitely taste food, or does it mean they're more mahmeh, they're more stringent, and you definitely cannot taste the food? What would you say? You'd say they're more stringent. Yeah? Well, you're in good company, the base says that, but I beg to differ, and I'm in good company because the Kalei Yeshua sides with me. I mean, I knew the Kalei Yeshua anyway, but the Loshan of Tosis definitely fits with me. Look at carefully where Tosis is talking about. Tosis is speaking about or maybe he was upon himself and therefore he can or cannot taste the food. He can't taste the food because it's hanot. So Tosis, but that would only be on a Tanis Yochid when he's makabal upon himself. When it comes to other fast, no, that's obvious that you could taste the food. That's what Tosis is saying. And if you're not happy enough with that, wait for the next Tosis. It's even more black and white. Yes, you see that. Tosis makes his comment on the second possibility in the Gemara. That's the Pnei Yeshua's point there. He says, we are, oh, I was recovered upon myself, maybe, I was recovered upon myself, not to have Hanor. And Hanor includes even tasting food. So Tosis, but on a fast when I'm not recovered upon myself, oh, then it wouldn't be, that wouldn't be a problem. Because that's clear, obviously, that eating and drinking. That's the, clearly what Tosis seems to be saying. Take a look at the next Tosis. Toyin the Imbakakalum. It comes a little even clearer. I think this is really where Tosis gets it from. Toyin the Imbakakalum. Said Tosis, the answer was, you can taste the food, the Imbakakalum. There's no problem whatsoever. Now, I think what taste is coming off, what do you mean, you can taste food and there's no problem? The question was, can I taste the food or not? Answer me, yes or no. You don't have to start telling me, but aim the cup to look. What's the aim the cup to look? 
So Pirish Rabbi, I'm pretty confident that's where Tosis gets his point from. Pirish Rabbi in Chanano. Shechoyzer upoyrit. You obviously have to spit the food out. The Lord Choshiv Hanoam in Asi'ima. That's the aim of the capital. You ask me, is it, was he recovered upon himself Hanoam? Not to have Hanoam, in which case you can't even taste the food. So Tosis, you can taste the food because it's not even Hanoam. It's not even our know. That's not benefiting. Tasting is not even considered benefiting from the food. As long as you spit it out, the Eber Kaskalon. When you ask me the question, you said, well, if it's Hanol that I was going to cover upon myself, maybe I wouldn't be able to taste the food. So, Tosh Rabbi Ami, no. The Eber Kaskalon. Tasting food, if you spit it out, it's not even Hanol. That's not called Hanol. It's not a problem. It's not a problem to your shy. It's not, not even a starter. For a thought. For a thought, and only because your, your intention is not to eat. He doesn't say if your intention was to have a nice taste, you'd be able to do that on the fast. He doesn't say that. He says, if your intention, this is pointed out by the Mr. Buru, I mean, it's self-implied. It's because I didn't t- swallow the food, and my intention is not to actually get benefits. I just want to taste the food if it needs more spices. That is not considered hand off. Correct, 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 correct. One on the spend. But he, he says, he sells that out. You can't stretch it and say that if I wanted to just have a nice taste, you know, I like, I like certain food, the taste of it, I can put it into my mouth. That he doesn't say. But Tosa said, do, do you see that? It's, do you see what I'm saying here? The answer was, Tosa in the Kapkadum, it's not even Hanor. Now, from that, by the way, we're working backwards. From the answer that it's not even Hanor, obviously we are talking about we spit out the food. But if you swallow food, you can't possibly tell me that's not our not. doesn't matter what your intention was, if you swallow a nice piece of meat, it may be just to taste the food, you've definitely got a not. You can't tell me that's not our not. Maybe it's not achila. We're going to see the shit that's going to say that's not called achila. But don't tell me that's not our not. So sometimes it's not considered our not. And by the way, in the Rosh, I, I should have already printed this on the sheet, but the Rosh is even clearer. Even clearer. He says absolutely black and white that to taste food is not considered Hanol. If you spit it out, it's not Hanol. And therefore, says the Rosh, I'll even read to you the Rosh, I, should have read, I said it should have really been on the sheet, but the Rosh of the Rosh is, and in fact, let me, let me just read a little further and taste this first, first. The Rosh of the Rosh in the it's not considered Hanol from the tasting, but you can't, you can't uh, swallow the food. Now look what he says, you can't, can't swallow the food, even on other fasts. According to you, according to what you all told me beforehand, what do you mean even on other fasts? Other fasts are more stringent. What do you mean even other fasts? What's going on? Yeah, did you see that? Tosia says, even on other fasts, you couldn't swallow the food. What do you mean even? Other fasts you told me are more stringent. Yeah, public fasts and the ones which are Tanitester, I'll start with the table, all these ones. They're more stringent. You, know, you can't swallow it even on, on other parts. Says the Pnei Yeshua, you see that you're wrong. He says, I disagree with you, the Beitese. The whole shine of the Gomorrah was only if I accepted upon myself to fast. So then you could say, maybe I only, I even accepted not Tanano. So then, is tasting Hano, is it not taste, is it not, is it not Hano? When it comes to other parts, so it's that's a double posh 
that there's no itta to have hanor. The itta there is only to eat. Tasting food is definitely not eating. So he says, when it comes to other fasts, and he says, the Maitre, according to the answer of the Gemara, tasting is fine on all fasts, don't know about being tipper, but it's, uh, it's fine on all fasts, to swallow food though, is obviously no good on any fast. Even other fasts is no good. And as I said, if, if this is, um, if this isn't clear enough, I'll read you the expression of, of the, of the Rosh. Um, if I can find it. He says like this. He says, I will say me if you have more than a rebeet, chashiva It's considered hano with regards to a tanis. He says, clearly, the vault is, and if you don't have a rebeet, that was what the Gemara said, we obviously were talking about you having, well, you're having up to a rebeet. That was the, the psaq of the Gemara. You can taste the food up to a rebeet. Then what, what, what's the Gemara saying? It's not Hanor. That's the answer to the Gemara. It's not Hanor. Then if I do have a Revit, it's not Achida Ushtiyah. What, what, what am I trying to get at with this? Let's just finish off the text and I'll tell you what I'm trying to get at with this. When Mishum Haki, because of this, going to the Halakha of somebody who tastes food, says Tosud, as long as you spit out the food, you don't have to make a bracha, that's what the Gemara is talking about. The Pitotus, the whole Gemara, as we've proven now, the Shaila was about tasting food and spitting it out. So Sertotus, it's not considered Hanor, and it's definitely not considered Hanor with regards to, because obviously if you're not tasting, if you're not swallowing the food, there's no Hanor of the stomach, and you don't make a bracha on that either. That's what Sertotus has said. Now, Because what, once you have more, more than a rabbit, the marshal, the way, the way sort of they understood Tosas, they say an even bigger finish. It actually becomes Achila. Even if you spit it out. out. Um, hold on, yes, even. Hold on, according to that shit, yes, even if you spit it out. According to, to sort of, um, according to this, the board says if you have so much, you can't say it's not Hanok. The answer to the Gemara was, it's not considered Hanor because it's a small amount. That, that, that's what I said if we stick with Tosis. Uh, oh. The Hadafa, the Hadafa, that, that's, that, that's right. We'll see it's not, whether it's not in one go. It may, it, may, it, it, it may not necessarily be talking about in one go. The two opinions have to learn. But it's in one go, but it's in a, it could be in a few goes. You're not even allowed to have more than a revere in a... Sort of, well, no, it could be throughout the fast, according to some shesses. But, according to some shesses. Now, the, the, the is like this. We're not, we're not actually going to go through it inside, but if you look at, if you look at the base printed on the sheets of today, you just look at the part where, where, I, where I've highlighted there. Just the last line there. What, what, what does he say there? He's quoting Tosis, by the way, okay? If you, see, if, you, if you look at the beginning there, he starts off with a parakoyakore, the last source on the sheet on page one. Kosovo has Tosis. He's quoting Tosis. 
And says the base here over there, and the part not highlighted. So I'll push on it because the answer to the Gemara was, turning the aim of Katkanul, almost you see, so you see, Svirale da Achila Ushkia Dafka Kobelale. So the answer he gave him was, oh no, the, the, the answer was, a person is macabre upon himself not to eat and drink. He's not macabre upon himself not to have an answer. Can anyone please, I mean, I'd love to have an answer to this question. Where do you see that in Tosus? That was not what Tosus said. What Tosus said was, that it's not, you're not, it's not even considered an He doesn't answer the question, were you recovered upon yourself, Achido Shtio? Were you recovered upon yourself, Hanor? That's not answered in, in the, in the, uh, by Rabbi Ami. All we answered was, tasting food up to and including a revered is not considered Hanor. That was the answer. It's not considered Hanor. What were you recovered upon yourself? I don't know. So, is that, I mean, I'll leave this to the question, I do not know where, and, and the whole, because of this, the whole shit of the Beisiyotik is twisted. He understands, as you said, as I said before, and, and it affects the halakha. A lot of halakhas, quite a few halakhas are affected based on this understanding of the Beisiyotik. So he says, Kolshkin, when it comes to other fasts, it's Akhila. It's Akhila, Kolshkin, and other fasts, you couldn't, uh, they're much more stringent. And so, as I said, the Pnei Yeshua already says this, I don't know where he, how you understand that in, in, in Tosis. So I'm just pointing this out, it doesn't, doesn't really affect so much now, because we've got the Raman as we'll see now. What does the Raman, take a look on the sheets now, look at what the Raman says. The Raman says, when it comes to Hilfah's Tanis, the first source, he says, anyone who is involved in a Tanis, whether no matter why you're fasting, or if you're fasting with the Tibur because of a time of trouble, then he says, you shouldn't uh, you know, enjoy yourself too much, etc., etc. Then he finishes off the last line of that Rambah. It's permitted to taste a top shelf. Even up to and including a rabir. As long as you don't swallow it. And I'll tell you, you'll it, you have to spit it out. Okay? You have to spit it out. Look at the Ramah in the next part of now, when he's talking about making a brothel. If you're tasting food, you don't have to make a brothel. Lola Fonel, the Lola Acharel, not the Puritan after it, Azubir, up to Revir. He doesn't say anything about spitting out the food, does he? In Hilchatanis, he said, you better make sure, when I talk about tasting it, that means spitting out the food. When it comes to tasting food with regards to a bracha, he doesn't say a word about having to spit it out. So from that, the Beisheshev and others are Medayik, they derive that there's a difference between a fast day and a and making brothels. What do I mean by this? When it comes to a fast, and this, what the Beisheshev said in explaining the Gemara, I don't want to complicate matters too much, so I'm not going to go into the Beisheshev too much, but it fits with the Rambam purposes. This is a Rambam, and I believe the rest is the same shitter, fits perfectly. What's that? So the Gemara goes like this. It goes like this. The Gemara asks, can a person taste food on a, on a tongue? 
Well, that depends. Is a person recovered upon himself? Hano, in which case you can't taste the food, because it's benefit. Or is a person recovered upon himself not to eat and drink? Well, you're not eating, because you're not swallowing it. You're not swallowing it. Answers the Gemara, and this is the feed the Raman is answering the Gemara. No, he's recovered upon himself not to have Hano. Uh, not, not to eat, sorry, not to eat or drink. That's the answer. And therefore you can taste food on a time. So says the Raman, obviously as long as you don't swallow it. Because if you swallow it, that is considered, with regard to a tarnit, it's obviously considered breaking your fast. That would be considered Akhila Ushtia. So that's where the Raman gets it from. You can taste food on a tarnit, as long as you don't swallow the food, up to and including the amount of a revere. 100%. When it comes, here comes the Kiddush. And this is the Halakha. Effects the Halakha. When it comes to tasting food, however, the Ramadan doesn't say you have to spit it out. If I'm just tasting the food, even if I swallow the food, but my intention was only just to taste it, see if it needs more flavouring, I do not make a brothel. As long as I don't have a revere, the Ramadan learns the revere goes on both these... Uh, these uh, statements of the Gemara, as long as they are more than a Revius, I should say, you don't have to make a broth. Amazing Kiddush, no? If I taste, I, I go along before Shabbos, I'm tasting the food, see if it's got enough flavouring, and I put a little bit in my mouth, and I swallow the food as well, I don't have to make a broth. Right? Because it's not called Akhira. The fact that my stomach is going to, you know, I get energy from it, it's going to burn it up, I get energy from it, it's called, you know, Hanak Mihai. No, it's not Akhira. You don't make a broth on that, Lupi the Rama. Yes, yes, yes. The intention is everything, Lupi the Rama. No. Well, the quantity is important as well. Once you have more than a revere, or a desire of a solid, then automatically it becomes Akhilo. You can't say, well, I'm not getting it, it's not called Akhilo. That already is called uh, Akhilo. The Torah called Akhilo is always a desire, so a beer is, is called Akhilo. You can't get away from it at that point. But that, with, with, with medicine, it's not, it's not even, it's not even a... Uh, water, water, water is, 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 is a is, is a separate Water is a chiddush. You know, watching it down with water is a separate uh, separate chiddush. With water, that, that generally we say that there's not tanol with water unless you're drinking it for, for, for thirst. Generally, with food, there's got to be going to be both it tastes nice and it goes into the stomach. That's why with bitter medicines, for example, you don't make a problem. So the nice tasting medicine, that, that's where the side is stopped. Water, water is a separate halacha, correct. That, that comes later on. Correct. Sorry? Tablet with milk, you'd have to make a broth on the milk. Yeah. Only water. Water is the one, the exception. Yeah, correct. For, for, the, for the tasting of the food, yes, correct. Probably Tosh Le'achilas Pras, or, I mean, it says in one go. I suppose Tosh Le'achilas Pras. 
Yes, on this, with the Tarnis, there's a Matalokis. With the Tarnis, there's some say with the, the Rebeus, you're not allowed to have more than Rebeus over the whole Tarnis. We'll, we'll see about we'll this in, 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 a, in a second. But that, that is the, the, the basic two ways of learning the Gomorrah then. Let's just sort of follow that through just to sum up now. Let's just follow, follow that through. Can one take food on a private, uh, on a private fast day? So as we said, the Gemara says, yes, you can taste food on a private fast day up to and including a Rebeus. Right? 86 cc um, or a Kazayas of solids. That's the amount you would be able to taste. Um, as Mr. Friar pointed out, because if you have more than a Rebeus, says the Rashbaugh, in one go at least, you're going to end up swallowing it. You can't, you can't hold more than that. So if you're definitely close, you're going to end up swallowing it. But there, however, says the, the Rashba, if you don't, if you don't, as long as you, your constant, your mouth can hold 86 cc without swallowing anything, you'd be able to have, taste the Rebeus in one go. There are those who say, no, you can't. You can only taste a little bit at a time on a time, is, um, and not more than a Rebeus over the whole time. La Halakha, the Shulchan Aruch seems to say, you could be more lenient. The Chayyadam says, you should be more stringent. That's the two things brought there in the Mishabura. Two opinions again. Some say you can have even a Rebeus in one go. Some say you can't know. You can only have a Rebeus bit by bit and not more than a Rebeus over the whole fasting. Two opinions there. Um, what if a person wants to taste the food and also, at the same time, he also nicely likes to taste the food? So do you say, well, you're deriving benefits? Or do you say, no, the mice I'm doing it because I want to taste the food. So, the Morgan Avram says possibly he wouldn't have to, he would, that would be permitted on a fast day as well. And the earlier rather says, most definitely that's the case. We go after your main intention. The main reason you're tasting it is because of the, uh, to see if, it, if it's got enough spices, that's enough. It doesn't matter if the mice you enjoy the taste as well. What about on a public fast? So, on a public fast, um, as we see from Tosis, I'm talking about La Halokha La Halokha, forget what, what uh, we discussed before and we don't forget it, but uh, that's what the Pnei Yeshua said. But uh, Tosis, for some reason, understands definitely in, in uh, sorry, the Beit understands definitely in Tosis. And uh, definitely from the, from the Rambam, by the way, because if you notice the Rambam, the Rambam only talks about, when he says you can taste it, he only talks about even a public fast, which is because of troubles. He doesn't talk about the, the public fast, which are written in the Pesukim, i.e. Tanis Esther, etc., etc., seemingly those ones are more Mahmoud. They are more stringent. Or well, one has to be more Mahmoud, I should say. One has to be more stringent on those who are not even allowed to pay food um, at all on a public fast day. There are those who say it's only Rosh Hashanah, it's only Tishba of Yom Kippur, because, and the Svar in that is, because Tishba of Yom Kippur, we find even a fraction of a, of a benefit is considered a benefit. For example, you're not allowed to wash your, yourself on, on Yom Kippur. You're not even allowed to wash your little finger on your kipper. Washing your little finger is as bad as washing your whole body. So, so too, so as Shittin is showing him, to taste the slightest amount of food is like tasting a, a whole plate of food. That's the spora of Tishwab and Yom Kippur. But the Maitre, uh, that's the, the opinion of the Machaba. That's the opinion for maybe first father. But for us um, Ashkenazim, for the Ashkenazim we follow Tosfus, as the Beit Yosef understands it, um, and that is that you cannot taste food at all 
on a public fast day. We're talking about say public fast day from now on. We're talking about the four main fasts and obviously Yom Kippur. The one exception is if you're preparing a Suda Mitzvah, let's say you're going to have a, a bris milah, you're going to eat maybe the Suda afterwards, there the Chayyot said you could be more maple. Except obviously Kishbov, because that's... You could be a little more maple there, because it's a Suda Mitzvah, there you can rely on the, uh, the other opinion in the Rishonim, which says only Tishbov and Yom Kippur is a problem. But otherwise, generally speaking, you cannot taste food on a public fast day. And since I assume most people... Fasting generally means the, the uh, four fasts and Yom Kippur. So the bottom line is you can't taste food on a on a fast day generally. So that's one of the four. Right, Tana Tessa, Sora Batevi, Shilas Batamas and Tishkov. Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur, Sora Ah. Same Gedalia. Ah, correct. So you've got, yeah, correct. So the same, same Gedalia we'll go into. In fact, yeah, which, which one is not written? The, the Tanis Esther is the one which is not written in that. When it talks about the four parts, Tanis Esther is a separate one. Tanis Esther is, a, is actually generally a little more mason. So whether you can say here, you can be a bit more mason. Yeah, but it, it, it's in a separate, it's a separate uh, sort of category of You're right. Tanis Esther is a separate one. The four parts, same Gedalia is the, is, is the fourth one. It's, it's a possible. Well, it's the Gemara Darshan from, from that. Okay, but the case of the Mitzvah, which is a 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 because it says the Chayodim is a Siddharth Mitzvah, you can rely on the more lenient opinion in the Rishonim, which says that only Tishabov and Yom Kippur is a problem. If you can't wash yourself on, on Tishabov, you also can't taste the food. Even if it's a Nitzvah. That, 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 that would seem to be their logic. The only, the only reason we're more makeable is not because it's just because we're more makeable, it's because there's somebody to rely upon. There's no one to rely upon, even for a Nitzvah, uh, on Tishabov. Uh, may one wash his mouth out on a Tanis? Can you wash your mouth out? So, again, if it's a Tarnas Yosef, the answer is yes, you could. If it's, a, if it's one of the main Tarnases, no, you can't. Trimah Sedeshan says it's not a good thing to do. Um, water, yes. If you're washing it out with, um, with, uh, with like a, something which is actually drinkable, then you definitely, not even on a Tarnas Yosef, could you do it. Yeah, it's not, it's not considered hamal. That, that, that's, that, that's the main thing. If it's, if it's something which is uh, sort of rather un- uh, sort of unpalatable, uh, it's also without the same dinner's water. However, however, if a person is in pain, if a person is in pain and he feels he needs to wash out his mouth, then on the four fast, as opposed to Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur, you can never wash your fast. Your, your, you can't wash your mouth out. But with the other four fast, not the time of Esther, one would be allowed to, if you're in pain, you're allowed to bend your head forward so you don't let any of the water go backwards and you can wash your mouth out with water. If you're uncomfortable, the Mishpura says if you're uncomfortable then one would be allowed to, yes, correct. Can one swallow his saliva on a fast day? It's a serious island. On Yom Kippur, that's why Yom Kippur is really where they talk about it. 
Can you swallow your saliva? It's a bit of a problem otherwise. And the answer is the buff says, no, you can't. Right, that's the surprising part of it. But the, uh, the bottom line is, the Mishaburu just quotes the Morgan Abraham and says, you can. Swallowing your saliva, even on your kippah, is not a problem. The other is not mathemus, if you can avoid it, very good. But uh, it's, uh, I find it, I can only speak myself, it's very, very difficult. You'd have to spit it out, correct. You'd have to have a little plate there to keep spitting out your saliva. Yeah, uh, but um, the bottom line is that Mr. Brewer doesn't even quote the above. Um, now, as we said, if you're tasting food, do you make a broth on it? If you're tasting food, do you make a broth on it? So, as we said, that's um, two opinions. According to the Rambam, no, you don't, even if you swallow a bit of it, up to, up to and including a rabia. According to the other opinion, if you swallow even the smallest amount, you've got to make a broth. What's that also? Says the Ramon, Sophic broth is the hokel, you don't make a broth even if you're swallowing it. Even if you're swallowing it, you do not make a broth if you're just tasting the food. <laughs> yes, even if you have every intention of swallowing the food. Because it goes after the intention. If he's a Rambam, it's my place to show him as we've seen. Doesn't matter. It's not. It's not. It's not called Achila. Up to and including the Rebbe, it's not called Achila. You don't make a brachah. That, that, that's, that's the the way the Rambam views it. It's not called Achila. It's called Anor, but it's not called Achila. It's both. It's both. If you have intention, if your intention is to get Anor from it, then even obviously the smallest amount, you have to make a brachah. Yeah. But if your intention is just to have Anor, uh, just to, to taste it, then up to and including the Rebbe, you wouldn't make a brachah. Lemaitre, one shouldn't, ideally one shouldn't really rely upon this. Like, ideally you shouldn't really rely upon this, because there are those who say that most definitely their opinion follows the other Rishayim, the Chayyotim says it definitely follows the, um, or oh, sorry, that the Morgan Abram says it definitely follows the other Rishayim, and therefore says the Chayyotim, if you're planning to taste the food and you want to swallow it, okay, don't, uh, then try and make sure your intention is also to get, or your intention is to get Hanna from the food, uh, to actually enjoy the food. Or make a broth on something else. Try not to rely just on this Rambam. Because there are those who say you definitely cannot, if you swallow even the smallest amount, you'd have to make a broth on it. No, it doesn't make a difference. Try no, it wouldn't make a difference. It doesn't mean you, can, you can't make a broth on something just because of what other people are going to say. Marasai, you can't start doing a certain because of Marasai. But so the bottom line is try and get out of it. Try and get out of it and make a broth on something else. That, that's really the bottom line. But, Strictly speaking, it seems we, we would pass again. The majority seems to say stop it, Baraka. So, okay, you would not make a Baraka if your sole intention is just to taste the food. Yeah, if you enjoy it, yeah. That could be human nature. I mean, basically, try and get out of it, as you said. How does this affect? Let's take a, well, obviously a classic example of that is not just tasting food. If you're chewing food in order to, uh, for a child to soften the food as well, you're not going to swallow it, you don't make a Baraka on that. How does this affect the bracha of, of uh, chewing gum? Do you make a bracha on chewing gum? What would you say? So, yeah, chewing gum is different. It's more similar to... There, there's a case that's brought to a similar phase. If a person s- sucks sugar cane, you make a shaka on it. You don't eat any of the sugar cane, it's wood. You're just sucking the sweet taste of the sugars out of it. 
those two, the first can say it's the same with, uh, and the reason why, why is it different there? The answer is because your intention is sa'achido there. You actually want, you're not just tasting it. You're not doing it to see if it needs more flavouring. You're doing it if you want the taste. You want to actually imbibe those, those, those sugars. So, so too they say with, with, um, with, um, with uh, chewing gum. Uh, the truth is, as you said, it's even more than that. It's not only that the, the intention is Zafila, there is actually an Azmiyayim. Because since you're not spitting it out, what happens? Those sugars get, go down into the stomach, and inevitably you'll get, you're going to get some energy from that. If you've got sugars, you get energy from it. So it's inevitably you could say there's an Azmiyayim as well. So the, the general consensus is, although there are those who say, better not try and find something else to make the Shachar on, the general consensus of posting is on that, on chewing gum, one would make a Shachar. As you said, ideally, if you want to be into all shit to try and make the broth on something else. But the general consensus is it's more similar to the case of the sugar cane. Um, and uh, if I could say this, I mean, it does one make a broth on a cigarette? And the Mongol the, 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 the got a serious topic about it. Serious topic. Because uh, he says you actually fill the person up as well. And the serious is it fills the person up. But the mice of the person can say one most definitely does not. One doesn't make a broth on a cigarette. Let's just start the next, just, uh, we've, got, we've got a couple of minutes, let's just start the next. Next week to move a little faster to a little more uh, ground. Have a good Shabbos. Rabbi Hanani Ben Akacha.